Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What you trying to be? The queen of the pond. Radio, the real and the talk, hologram song, frequency gum, locked with the Q crew and Anna Deshaun, been in on your ear, who you wanna hear, peace to my people who be all out queer, funny motivation, community cheer, online radio, turn up your gear, I'm regular baby, but I'm like years, ahead of the game, so I'm about real change, about real chat, about real people, I keep it E3, cause I'm other channels. Another one. They got a lot of press. 
uh, that last time they did that travel ban on Missouri. So if this is going to be a constant thing, they're going to kill people's business. I think it's genius,
track called Crown the Kings. This joint is sick. So we're about to play this joint. Stephanie's going to join us. We're going to get this show kicking. And y'all already know what y'all need to do. We need hearts. We love when y'all give us hearts. We love when y'all share the video. Tuning in to E3 Radio, the number one stop for queer radio done right. You feel me? I know you do. So stay tuned. This is Anna Deshaun and the Q Crew. I ain't even gonna get no cute food today. <laughs> She's somewhere, y'all. I promise she is. Let's 
call it 10 years or so. Yeah. I've kind of helped me to formulate the words there. And then not just my own experiences, obviously, but the experiences of other people, my friends, my family, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it seems like everybody, no matter who you are, no matter, you know, what your identity is, no matter how much money you make, no matter whatever your yeah. label is that you wear, everybody at the center of it all is looking for love in some respect. Um, so that's kind of what was the, the genesis of all of this. Yeah. Yeah. We all love love. Absolutely. Man, let me tell you how much I love love. All right. My wife turned 40. We've been partying since Saturday. Ooh. My ass is tired. (laughs) That's love. You understand? Love is partying when you're tired. Staying at TGI Friday to a close because you just want to stay there. (laughs) And friends just keep coming. I'm like, y'all should have showed up on Saturday. Hmm. Gee, that's love. That is love. I was tired. That's happy wife. Happy <laughs> that, 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 that wasn't Saturday. Uh, radio husband, that wasn't Saturday. That was Sunday. There's a difference. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. It felt like fun Saturday. <laughs> but happy wife, happy all day long. Uh, and married life is amazing. I love it. So, so you guys have been married just recently, right? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Seven months. Mm. Excited about that seven months. Yeah, y'all still in the good juicy. It's juicy. But let me tell you, like, okay. we've been together for six, six years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We in this thing, but okay. the married life, y'all, I recommend it. Mm. I do. Top three reasons. Top three reasons I recommend the married life. One thing, you got to ride or die no matter what. No doubt. Uh, A support system no matter what, if y'all in it for, the, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you got number one fan. Number one fan, period, hands down. Yeah, you can't beat that. Nah. You can't beat that. Nah, you can't. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's your top three reasons you love Mary Lee? I know you love it. Um, the top three reasons why I love marriage. Well, first and foremost, um, I love having a, a partner that her and I are equally yoked. Um, that's number one. Um, uh, number two, that as much as I love my wife um, and as much as I love to be physically intimate with my wife, I don't necessarily have to because she satisfies me mentally as well. So, and, and that's a, a big... Indeed. That's, we talk about that's the page. I'm sorry? I said we've been talking about that exact topic on my Facebook page recently. Um, but go ahead. What's your number three? I'm sorry, I cut you off. Um, the the number three reason is, you know, I, I married my best friend. So, you know, there's nothing that I can't talk to her about, um, and there's nothing that I can't relate um, to her about. And it, it feels good to be your unapologetic self with someone where you don't have to put on airs and they love you for who you are. Um, no matter what. Um, and I can't say it's unconditional because to me, love does come with some kind of conditions, <laughs> but they love you. They love you wholeheartedly, you know, from their, from their whole heart, not just from the top of their heart, not from the bottom of their heart, not from the middle of their heart. They love you from their whole heart. And she loves me from her whole heart. And I love her from my whole heart. Oh, snap. I just heard violence. You 
<laughs> but I'm laughing because we were just having this conversation on my on my Facebook page. Um, yeah. For the people who I'm just being introduced to, what's up? What up? My, my Facebook page is Seth, S-T-E-P-H-T-H-E, and the last name is Great, G-R-A-Y-T. It's kind of a play on words, Seth the Great. Um, but anyway, we've been having this conversation, and one of the questions I posed was, um, how important is sex in your relationship, whether it's marriage or whatever the case may be? Mm. I told them to put five things in order. Finances, fun, friendship, uh, communication, and sex. I think those were the five things. Mm. And and a lot of people were saying that mm. exact sentiment, which was, oh, if we have this kind of intimacy, the sex isn't important. I don't know. I have a different it may not be number one, but it sure ain't number five. Right. Well, hold on. What were the top five? What were the five? It was. Hold on. Let me let me pull up right now. It was um, put these in order from most to least important. Y'all listening? Okay. All right. Finances. Yeah. Friendship. Mm-hmm. Fun. Um, sex and um, communication. Those were the five. Put those mm. in order of importance in your relationships. And so it was real, real, mm. it was real interesting. Um, that's tough. Yeah, it is, right? That's hard. Yo, family, that's tuned in. What's going on, y'all? I appreciate y'all for tuning in. What's y'all top? If y'all had to put those in order, what would be the order? Like, what would be number one? What would be number five? Type it in the chat. Let us know what y'all order would be. If y'all remember all five, do all five. But if you, if you don't, just say one and five. Let us know what they would be. Jeez. Yeah. And, and I guess the I, I guess for me, the reason why sex wouldn't be the number one is because I look at the fact that what if it, what 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 if something was to happen to her or I to the point sure. where we were incapable of being intimate in that way? Would I leave her? Would she leave me? What would cause that? What you mean? What would cause that? What would cause a, you not a to be car, a, a car accident that would leave you uh, that would leave you incapacitated. <laughs> From okay. paralyzed from the neck down. Oh, but that's still your neck up. <laughs> it just, it just, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It, it, that doesn't matter. Or if you're in the okay. hospital and you and and you happen to be on life support, you know what I'm saying, and you have to be there for a while. Or ICU. So those are the things that I looked at, you know, to, to determine for myself. Like if certain things were taken away, would that stop me from wanting and loving her and being with her and 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 loving her? Okay, I can dig that. I can dig that. And and that's just me. And that's just me. So my thing is, if if one thing had to go, I'm not saying, of course, sex sex is is very important, but if one thing thing had to go or one thing went because of whatever the ability was that, you know, something something was to tragically happen, you know, would that one thing stop me from loving her? Would that one thing lead me astray? Would that one thing have me determine whether wait, or not wait. I don't love her any, anymore? Wait one second, B. So out of those five things, if you had to get rid of one of those things, what which one would you get rid of? Want me to name the five again? Yes, name the five again. Yeah, okay. name the five again. The five are finances, friendship, communication, and sex. The original question was to put those in order of importance. 
Maybe fun, absolutely. Um, one had to go fun with fun is the, the least because the fun is the least. Um, because I, I, me and my wife could have fun just laying on the couch together, and that's just that's fun for us to be perfectly honest. Because we, are, yeah, I mean, just being together is fun. So yeah, fun would fun would be the one thing to go because yeah. finances is important. Uh, yeah, finances. Hey, uh, I'm finally tuned into the chat. What would, what would be the one thing that y'all would get rid of out of that list? Finances, friendship, communication, fun, and sex. Type it in the chat. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, so is this sort of like where the impetus of this book kind of came from? Like, why did you choose love to start off with? Um, well, I guess a part of me is ro- a romantic. Um, I'm, I'm mm. a poet as well as, you know, writing this kind of a book. I write a lot of poetry. Um, but at this time in my life, um, I, I was engaged until February of this year, mm. and we parted ways. But uh, when I started writing this book, I was engaged, and we were kind of having a rough time. And so I started questioning myself, and how was I landing in these places at this point in my life? Mm. And so from asking myself these tough questions, I just got this inspiration, and it just started to flow out of me. Mm. So what are the key components or the glue that will help you to have healthy relationships with other people, but more important with yourself. Um, what, mm. what I found was that I had a lot of work to do. Mm. I had a lot of work to do. And mm. for a person like me, it was difficult to come to that, to come to terms to that, with that because I've been good at pretty much everything I've ever tried, you know. Mm. And when you are um, competitive and when you are, um, used to succeeding and you're used to having a certain level of success with whatever it is that you do, having that real talk and looking yourself in the mirror and saying, wait a minute, let's pause. We, mm. we got we to gotta look at this thing. Um, that can be a difficult conversation. Yeah. It's meaty. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. It's meaty. We've all had like that tough relationship that you, you've had that's made you question yourself. Like, mm-hmm. hmm, maybe, uh, oh, yo, my back up. <laughs> Y'all, we got new, we got new technology tonight. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get back up there, man. We trying something new, family. Y'all know how we do. We always trying something new. Got a new look. That's dope. Got a background. I'm gonna keep hitting that button so it don't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Pin the book info. Oh, for sure. We gonna get there. We don't definitely let y'all, cause y'all gotta buy the book. No y'all gotta support. You know what I'm saying? But I think I'll say we've all had relationships that's made us question like who we are, what we believe in, like what's important, how we communicate, how we interact with someone else that we care about. Mm-hmm. Um, and also think about how we learned how to love. That's right. Like you learn how to love from your environment, from the way um, you were raised. That's right. And from your friendships, and so that directly correlates into your relationships, and then. When you get that one that's real tough, you're like, what the hell is wrong? Why don't you get it? Right. Like, this is how I show my love, but that's not how they receive it, I think. I think that's happened for everyone. I think so, too. Um, and, in fact, one of the chapters of the book is called To Understand the Leaves, You Have to Observe the Roots of the Tree. 
So mm-hmm. what, we're, what we're seeing in lots of cases when we meet people, we're seeing that weed, you see the flowers, but the flowers of the plant is just the, 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 the gestation or the manifestation of something that's going on in that plant or in that tree. But to really mm-hmm. understand what you're seeing, that foliage, you need to go and Side the tree, go into the roots of that tree, and see how it's being nourished. Mm. If, if, you, if you're getting, if if you see bad fruit, it's not just because it's, you know, bad fruit. It's because something is wrong with the roots. Mm. Something wrong with the roots. It's wrong with your roots. <laughs> need to be Right. You need that You need that extra. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing too much. You know, it's necessary. But I, I get what you're saying, though. Like it's in. You gotta do your own work. I, I tell people like all the time, like therapy saved my life. Mm. That's real. Therapy saved my life. Like if you don't have an opportunity to talk to someone, a third party that doesn't know you, that has no obligations to you, mm-hmm. um, and hear their opinion or like you know hear their guidance about what's going on, it is it is the most mind blowing thing that that I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and it completely changed my life and saved my life um for a number of reasons so yeah. i'm a proponent I, I am a huge 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 proponent of mental health care mm-hmm. um and not just because i'm my master's degree i have a master's degree in psychology but even before that i was in therapy and it's because of some things that happened to me as a child i talked about some of that stuff in the book um, it is very, it's a very vulnerable thing for me. Another reason I'm proud of this work is because it's a level of vulnerability that I'm being brave enough to have, not mm-hmm. just in the therapy session or with my friends, but to share that with the world in hopes that it'll bless somebody else. Because mm. I can't be the only person who's experienced these things. Mm. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it can. But oddly enough, in the black community, or especially, especially in the black community, it's like, Go to church. No. Oh, you go to the church. <laughs> right. Right. Church. Church in the pastor has always been the has always been the savior for anything. And I do love how you touched upon the fact that you need to go within self. Um, because a lot of us don't. We are so quick to blame the next person in the in the relationship versus taking the mirror and pointing it back at self. And when you tell people, you may, you know, I don't think you've healed from your past. Mm-hmm. And it not necessarily means anything from your past relationship. It's just the things of your childhood that you've experienced. I don't think you mm-hmm. heal past that. People can't see, people can't seem to think that nor do they see that the way you love is in direct correlation of what you saw growing up mm-hmm. in your household. Mm-hmm. You know, if your if your mother was never affectionate as a as a as a child and never hugged you as a child and never she was overly, you know, in tune with you, then you would be that person in the relationship that would not or either A, not be in tune with your lover or be so overtuned to the point to where you're jealous. And you don't see how that how that correlates to yeah, that may not be a great thing on either end. Mhm. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Um, we, a lot of people don't realize to your point that, you know, when when you are loving, the first the first place where you learn about intimacy 
And when people say intimacy, they automatically relate that to something physical. But intimacy is so many other things and goes to so many different levels other than just physical. But the first place you learn intimacy and vulnerability is from your primary relationships, which would be with your mother, father, sister, brother, cousins, depending on whatever your family structure was. And then also the absence of those people in a lot of in a lot of cases will affect, you know, your ability to have intimacy or be vulnerable enough to share something intimate with someone else. Um, so you're absolutely right. We talk about that in the book too. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about that in the book, y'all. The book is the Tenny Universal Rules of Rules Love. Of love. Mm-hmm. All right. So plus one. Plus one. Now I want to start with the plus one. Okay. Because I just I'm that person. Okay. So we got ten rules and we got a plus one. So what's the plus one? The plus one is finding forever requires resilience. And so that's mm. that speaking after you've gone through this whole journey that this book is taking you on, now you are at the place where you're thinking of partnering yourself with another person. And what people think is that that is the destination, but no, that's just really the beginning mm. of another journey. And you have to have some resilience and understand that the person that you're with and the person that you are is going to constantly evolve and change. And if anything that's not growing is dead. Mm -hmm. So if you're not growing as a person, if your partner isn't growing, if your relationship isn't growing, Mm -hmm. um, then it's dead. So you want that growth to happen, but you have to have the resiliency to allow that growth to happen. I like that. Resilience, that's real. Um, Especially when you talk about forever. Mm -hmm. Like forever is really like forever, ever. Of the topic that is drawing interest 
So I, I feel like it's a blessing. But go to 10universalrulesof.com to pre to pre-order. You can follow my Instagram at T H E underscore G R A Y T E S T the greatest. Um, that's only because I love Muhammad Ali. <laughs> and I gave you my uh, Facebook early, and we'll announce that a little bit later as well. Um, the other thing is I'm going to be having a book signing here in Chicago, Detroit, which is where I'm from originally. Shout out to the D. Shout out to my people. That's on right now. Appreciate it. Um, but um, follow my um, social media, and you'll see what the locations are going to be here in Chicago and in Detroit. And I should have that out uh, no later than the end of next week. So I'm, I'm glad you guys are interested. I want to hear what you guys have to say, though, because really this is this conversation in this book is about you. Um, it's, it's, I'm just kind of a tour guide helping you go through your journey of uh, figuring out the best and the healthiest way and the most sustainable way to love yourself and other people. Mm. I think also people, um, they just carry a lot of baggage, right? Mm. So uh, we go from relationship to relationship. Mm. We expect the, the new person to be, you know, or we carry hurt, mm-hmm. and then we accept that new person to understand our hurt mm-hmm. or to be accommodating, and we don't know how to communicate that, mm-hmm. and and then we take everything out on the new person, or like we expect them to be like everybody else, and we give them an opportunity to be themselves. Feel like a lot of that happens in people's relationships. Absolutely. Um, I am. Ooh, girl, this gets all in my business. <laughs>
So it it matters not now. That's ancient history, water under the bridge. She belongs to you. You belong to her. And you've made up for what you almost lost. But, yeah, so it doesn't matter. Man, it was rough. But dating was really important. So intentionally single is, like, a beautiful thing. I definitely did that. I definitely did, like, multiple at a time. Mm -hmm. And I was honest and upfront. Mm -hmm. Ain't no, I ain't trying to be no player. I was just trying to date. Right. Um, And not be serious. Get to know people. And, Lord, it was just Mm -hmm. life-changing. Because you get to know yourself, too. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Oh, I thought I would. No. Yeah. And I can say goodbye. Guess yeah. what? You ain't got a key to my house. Man. <laughs> you ain't moving in. Ain't no U-Haul. You yeah. know, just <laughs> that's it. But, 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 but here's the but here's the thing though, and you could be in that phase of inattention, you know, intentionally single, and be upfront and be honest, and and do all of that. Um, but in your mind, at the same time, take on the the capacity of saying, okay, you know, I, I don't mind going out to dinner. I don't mind, you know, hanging out and still being honest. But he, and here's the problem, though, that that you always fall into. You can't control how that person is going to feel or react to you, which is the problem. So to be uh, to be intentionally single, you know, to a certain extent, it's it's almost feeling like you have to be a hermit um, and and be by yourself because even if you engage in a conversation or entertain a conversation, even for a minute or a day or two, people automatically want to put you in a relationship, which is so unfair. It's like I, I'm upfront with you, I'm honest with you, I'm telling you this is not what I, I want. I don't want a relationship, and then they have this thought, like, somehow or another, that idea comes in, like, ding, you said that I'm not the one, and you said that you don't want a relationship, I'm going to make you, I'm going to force you to be in a relationship with me, because I'm going to prove you wrong. Man, can we talk about these films for a second, B? <laughs> huh? Huh, B? You ain't here without what? The films. What? The, the films. Yes, yeah. the film. Can we talk about this for a minute, family? They would talk about how they just everybody just thinks they're like the best one. Mm-hmm. Like they gonna change you. Hold, like, hold on now. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Let's uh, hold that thought because it's not just film. I mean, yeah. I'm a film, and I was I was intentionally single, and there were studs I was dating that thought that they were the one, and wanted to be the one, and continuously uh-huh. wanted to put me in a relationship. So it ain't just the <laughs> films now. It ain't them. It's the women. <laughs> so, hey, so we're not, so we're not, so we're not just gonna talk about the films because it is some egotistical studs out there who feel like I am that one that's going to change your mind. You're right. You are. You are absolutely right. That exists. But what you just said is so spot on. Like you helping somebody in the back of the church with that because <laughs> <laughs> that's really the truth. Um, and that's why I. I said intentionally single because I'm now becoming, I'm having this different level of awareness. Being mm. alone raises your awareness. It's like when you clear out the noise, now you can hear and see and touch mm. and taste and smell everything on a different level. And so I have to be careful. You're right. If you give someone a certain amount of attention or even after even being honest, um, it, it can be hurtful to people, and that's not something that I want to do. And I don't think anybody, at least I hope no one, wants to be hurtful to somebody. But you really, really have to be careful with that. I think, man, when you go on dates, you just got to Dutch them. 
I just, oh, see that. <laughs> I, you have to do oh, what, Anna? Watch, Watch. 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 See, what happens is you put on the charm. The problem is you put on charm, you open doors, you yeah. do things people don't know. They like, you know, walking on the outside, like all that shit. That, I don't think. No, I don't. I don't think that. No, I don't even think that matters. I really doesn't think that matters. It just, it just what what tends to happen to me is it depends. You are in a different space than they are. You know what I'm saying? You're having a love affair for you're you're having you're re falling in love with yourself. And unfortunately, at the time that you probably decide to hang out or go out with somebody, they're in a different headspace. So no, whether you Dutch them, if that's what you want to call it, or whether you decide, you know, hey, I'm not going to change who I am. I'm not going to change who I am. You know, I'm going to still pay for, you know, I asked you out. I'm gonna, I have a little old-fashioned ways. I asked you out, so I'm going to go ahead and, and pay for this. So well, no matter what you do, it's just that the person, whoever you meet, you have to determine what headspace they're in. They lie. <laughs> they lie about the red no, headspace. Yeah, the they studio. do. They do. In the studio. Yes, they Lord. they they show up with this other person that they want. They to give you that representative, but but it doesn't. Even if you they give you their representative, but here's the thing: it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship with them or if you're you're or if you're trying to be friends with them. First off, first intentions, people to me always give you their representative. I don't care what any relationship you're trying to form, whether it's a friendship, a partnership, a uh, a relationship, they give you their representative at that time until y- y'all have some hard times. Y'all had that first argument. And that's the, that's where we don't want to go. We're dating. We're intentionally single. We don't even want to get there. I I think it, I think it really depends on what place that the people to in their lives, right? If you evolve to a place where you feel like, listen, this is what it is. You know, in the morning my hair is nappy and I got, you know, something coming out my eye. Um, like <laughs> it, it just is what it is. If you've evolved to that place of authenticity, then I think the representative is there, but it's not as strong. Um, but if you haven't gotten to that place where you're okay with yourself yet, um, then you're right. That that representative is going to be there, polished up and polished off and hiding all the flaws. Uh, as many as possible, anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's get back to the book. Yeah, we can talk about this all day. You yeah, feel me? Um, <laughs> so I'm sure there's one of the ten mm-hmm. that you maybe you want to share with the good people. So if you had to choose the next one, which one would it be? Um, hmm. One of another one of the the good ones is about this concept of soulmate. Um, hmm. Especially in our community, I think people use this term loosey goosey. Oh, this is my soulmate. Oh, they're perfect for me because in my heart and in my spirit, you know, it's my soul. <laughs> Not my spirit. <laughs> no. And really, I think I think it's bullshit. Um, mm. I think soulmates don't have to be romantic. I think you can have friends that you are like with and that will be in your life forever. Mm. Um, I also feel like sometimes people use the word soulmate as a crutch. Like, that means I don't have to do any work because it's, like, instant. We soulmates, so we're going to click. And so that eliminates the need to do work on yourself and on the relationship. Mm. And it can be counterintuitive 
or counterproductive to what the term is actually supposed to mean. What do you think about that? Hmm. That's interesting. You know what's funny about that? I've never called my wife my soulmate. Mm-hmm. I can't remember even the last time I used those terms. Mm-hmm. But I can see how when people get into a relationship and they start using that type of terminology, how it could be counterproductive in a relationship. Yeah. And I do think soulmates can totally be platonic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have really great friends, and we just connect. We just connect with. Absolutely. And they're, it's not romantic at all. Um, I also think what ties in the soulmate is this idea um, that you get from church that everyone has someone. Yes. Everybody don't have somebody. I don't know who made up this lie. Like, um, the Bible does not say this. Like, uh, I hear, heard that a lot in church growing up, that there's somebody out there for you. What does that look like? It might not look like what you think it looks like or what society says that looks like. And so um, I think people kind of fall into some false notion of what, I, I hear what you're saying, what a soulmate could be. Yeah. B, what do you think about that? You know what? Um, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm, as I think about it, I I don't know whether or not I've called my wife my soulmate. Um, yeah. Now I've I, I can't really recall. Because um, to me, soulmate kind of, and I know this is crazy, but soulmate to me kind of equates to. Um, people getting their mate's name tattooed on their body. To me, that to me that's just an automatic doing to the relationship. Like right here, like face name. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and and it's funny that when my wife and I started, when her and I started dating, um, of course we had names of other people tattooed on us that we were currently no longer with clearly um but as we got further into our relationship she had asked that question like you know would you give my name tattooed you and vice versa and I was like no I wouldn't she was like well why I was like and I wasn't trying to be funny I said because I want this to last and I feel like the moment that you get a person's name tattooed on you is the moment when the problems in the relationship starts to occur and then something happens. I was like, you know, we could get matching tattoos together to symbolize something that means something to us. I was like, but, you know, I, I wouldn't do a name um, or anything like that, if, if, especially if it ain't my kids. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I wouldn't do that. So I, I don't know. But I do believe you do have soul ties with people. Yeah. So maybe not yeah. necessarily a soulmate, but soul ties. Let's see what the people are saying about this. Uh, let's see. <laughs> well, they called you dramatic. Uh, <laughs> they called me thing. dramatic? No, they <laughs> called stuff dramatic. Uh, it's a weird thing to even call someone, like, definitively, what does that even mean, soulmate, right? Um, I would prefer a life partner or a twin flame. Twin flame? Yes. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and know the tattoos, <laughs> they leave when you do that for real, for real. And I think I think it's because when you get a tattoo, it's almost sometimes like you're trying to overcompensate. Like you're just trying to show somebody how yeah. much you love them, but like you don't need to do something like that because that means you probably don't. Like I think that's maybe what happens with those tats. Like I, I, I ain't got no tat. I, I'm afraid of pain. I kind of want one, but I just can't. I have but, a tat, and I'm laughing because my ex actually had my name tattooed on her. 
Um, oh man! And you, and, and, and you see, and you see how, and you see how you said X. <laughs> oh man! So, 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 so while you have moved on, while you moved on with your life, she still has you branded on her. I doubt that. I'm sure she's got to come. I'm sure with my wife and I. Um, of course, for me, I have uh, in prior relationships, you know, I always, I always would call myself an aggressive film and be like, okay, I'm an aggressive film. Only because the people that I, will, that I were dating, that were studs, of course, only assumed the stud role in public. Um, but that was it. Um, and <laughs> that was they, they just they dressed the part for that part, but, you know, when it came to closed doors, it was something totally different. So I was just like, yeah, I'm going to grab the film. Um, and it, so when I got with my wife, it was funny. I had told her the same thing. And, you know, she told me later on that when I told her that, she was like, at first that kind of pushed her away for it it made her like put a question mark up like what aggressive film yeah I, I can't do that I don't, I don't do those um, but it, it, when we got into the relationship this it became it became no titles it was you know I I felt comfortably in the skin that I'm in she felt comfortable in the skin that she and we that she's in and we've operated just in that that way there is you know uh I'm the stud of the house, or I'm the studsman, or I'm the, you know, like my wife still identifies and knows that she is a woman, and, you know, so those are the things that I love. Again, you know, closed door, in front of the door, it doesn't matter. She's the same person. So that was one thing that I that I fell in love with. Like, it wasn't a facade. That's true. She knows who she is. And I mean, I think that's Absolutely. what goes back to what you were saying before. That, like, once you know you, yep. and you good with you, when you get in a relationship with somebody, it's not like they're completing you. This idea that someone completes you. Oh, my God. Yeah. I am complete. Um, someone else in a relationship that you look up to be with forever, they're just like this wonderful addition. Yeah. Like this amazing 
huge cherry on top of this cake that you already have of life. Like, yep. um, I already told myself before I got in a relationship with my wife, like, I want somebody who has their own life, mm-hmm. their own friends, their own passions, their own organizations, their own things. Yep. Because when people have their own things, then they don't need your things. That's right. I, my friends, my friends, your friends, your friends. <laughs> we can be friends. Um, um, we can do this every weekend. Right? But it just needed to be that because if they don't have their own life and don't know who they are, uh, then they'll get all up into your stuff. Identity. Identity is huge. They have to have their own identity. They, they, yeah. they become the whole single black female kind of thing. They try to take over your life. They are invasions of the body snatchers. Ooh, invasions of body snatchers. <laughs> you are silly. I love it. <laughs> you are silly. Right. You are so right. That, that's the part that you need to put that's a part that you need to put in the book, the invasion of the boxy snatchers for real, because there there are people that are that's another book for you. I'm just I'm giving you ideas. And, and let's explore that. I'm just saying people who try to open compensate with everything that you do, they they try to do exactly what you do in in a relationship. Everything. They gotta be a part of everything that you are a part of. Mm-hmm. No thank you. And it's funny, people be like, Where's Kate? I don't know. She is with her friends at home, chilling. Why aren't y'all out together? We don't have to be. We don't have to be together. We um, It's so healthy. Yeah. I promise to God it's healthy. Yeah. Not to be up under each other all the time. Yeah. We ain't got to hold hands all the time. We ain't got to be together all the time. When we're together, it is a treat. Mm-hmm. People be like, hey, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. she came with me today. Or if I go with her, like, oh, yeah, I have time to show up. You know, like it's not an obligation or like a need yeah. to, or this like weird jealousy that I gotta be everywhere she is or I'm concerned. When you're secure with yourself, you don't need all that. Someone's asking for some advice. I just moved back yeah. to my hometown from Miami, trying to date in my thirties. Any advice? <laughs> I wrote a whole blog on dating. <laughs> so my blog is called the Ten Universal Rules of because the the ellipsis can be anything. So there's one on there, 10 universal rules of dating in the millennial age. There's one about the first date. Um, my advice for dating would seriously be, I don't know if you've done this work yet, but um, you know, the first advice I would give you is to make sure you know who you are and what you want. And you are very clear in that and you have very clear and defined boundaries around that. Because if you don't, um, dating can be difficult. And it, it can be really simple if you do. Um, if you don't want drama, if you have those couple of things in place, then you'll be ready to date. Um, if you have those things in place already, then you'll start to, in my estimation, you'll attract those people that are vibing on your wavelength. Um, so it won't be difficult to do that. What I would say is a don't for dating is don't be out here looking dehydrated. You know, get a glass of water. <laughs> don't be thirsty. You know what I mean? Just really relax and be who you are, and you will attract the people to you that you want. Hmm. That's, that's what I got. Do you recommend apps? Ooh, that's a good question. I've never used any dating apps. You've never used a dating app? No, never. Never. And you I, never swipe left? I've never. I don't even know what it looks like. I have never used it. And that, never been that may be partially because I'm, I'm a little old school. I'm really just getting into social media um, over the last little while and really understand, oh, this is, okay, it's not so bad. I'm really analog. I like to talk to people face to face. I want to look at you eye to eye. I want to connect with you in that way. 
Um, so no, I've never used a dating app. From what I understand, they're like hookup apps. Anyway. <laughs> swipe left, don't go with that ass. Swipe right, if you do. Like I don't know. Yeah. So I don't have any advice on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't either. I never used them. Um, I never used them. I know a lot of people that do. They swear by them. Some people do. I think. I think if you get the ones where you gotta pay for it. Mm-hmm. And people are, like, invested really in, like, finding someone. I think that's a different situation. Okay. But those free apps or, like, some apps where people just hook up, I think that's a bad look. Yeah. Don't do that. All right, family. We got four minutes left in the show. Where did the time go? We've been talking about love. This is what happens when you talk about love and relationships with the good people. Um, The apps are hard. I was never successful. Lots of dates and dudes all day. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I find people that do use those apps, they do go on a lot of dates, and they be like a waste of time. They just kind of get burnt out on them, too. Mm. Uh, so, so, you got to tell the good people again that where they can find the book, okay. where they can find you, and then, you know, if you want to leave them with a word, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Um, first of all, shout out to everybody that's here. I've, I've seen a lot of people come through that um, uh, that are friends on my Facebook, so I, I appreciate y'all for stopping through. Um, if you want to find me on social media, my Instagram is T H E underscore G R A Y T S T. I mean G R A Y T E S T, the greatest, but it's spelled with my last name, which is Gray. Um, on um, Facebook, you can find me at uh, Ten Universal Rules of Love. That's my page on Facebook. Um, you can also find me at uh, Steph the Great G R A Y T can be found on www.10universalrulesof.com. That's also my blog site. So you'll find some funny reads there. Those reads are really, really comical. But you click on the shop button. It'll take you to the place where you can pre-order the 10 Universal Rules of Love. We will be publishing it on uh, uh, November 15th. And please follow my social media so you'll be able to come to the book signings and, and, and the parties and that kind of thing because they'll be going down. There you go. Yeah. I posted all of that in the chat here on Facebook. Everybody listening um, on the podcast, on the radio, uh, just rewind and listen to the link again and then go to the link and follow and do everything that you need to do to make sure you don't miss the book. Stephanie, thank you so much for having me. on the show. Thank you for having me. This is what's up. This has been a fun show. Absolutely. Y'all, this is what you got to do. Okay? This is what me and B need you to do for us. And Steph, too. You need to share this video. You feel me? It's like a little button. You like hit share. You be like tune in. Uh, hit that button. Give us some likes. Give us some thumbs up. Some hearts. We love that. Um, we appreciate y'all tuning in. We are here. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We love that. We are here every. You see, she's talking to me. Telling me we got 90 seconds. We here every Thursday um, at E3 Radio. Queer Radio done right. Um, always eight o'clock Central Time. Radio Wife. It's been a great show. It has, it has. Absolutely, show. I'm gonna go go ahead and go on Instagram and and follow you, um, so that way I can give you another title for the next book. Come on through, now. come through. <laughs> oh Lord, she got plenty of follow us, follow us, hit the like button on E3 Radio if you haven't already. All right, y'all, we love y'all. Back next week. Peace. 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 What you trying to be? The queen of the pond. E3 radio, the real and the top. Hologram song, frequency gum. Locked with the Q crew and Anna Deshaun. Been in on
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.